1: Every time a missile misses its target, a train derails, or a faulty airbag fails to save a life, we wonder whether these failures, which can sometimes reach catastrophic proportions, are caused by a counterfeit part that may have infiltrated the supply chain. Welcome to People to People, working together for your safety with host Stan Salat Jr. Stan has the answers to your questions on protecting yourself and the safety of your loved ones, including your pets. Don't miss out. Now, here is Stan
2: Salat. Hello and welcome to People to People, working together for your safety. I'm your host, Stan Salat. Our show today is residential appliance selection and use. The appliances that you use every day in your household are important tools and things that we really need to pay attention to my host uh, my guest today rather uh joanne emmel dr Emil, actually from uh virginia tech will be talking with me about her work in this uh this exciting field of appliances and household tools and how consumers look at uh and deal with Their selection and use of appliances and household items that are involved in that, and how manufacturers actually participate in the development of safe and uh, hazardous substance counterfeit free uh, appliances. Today's show is brought to you by our sponsors Business and Quality Process Management LLC and Secure Components LLC. Business and Quality Process Management LLC provides business process and quality management consulting, training, and software tools. The principles of BQPM led the development and implementation of the International Hazardous Substance Process Management Certification Program used by more than 4,500 manufacturers to demonstrate their compliance to the European Union's restriction of hazardous substance laws and the International Counterfeit Avoidance Certification Program. To learn more about the work that BQPM does and how they can help your company, visit their website at www.bqpm.com. Secure Components, LLC is an independent distributor specializing in obsolete and hard-to-find components. Secure Components is the first company in the world to achieve international certification for their counterfeit detection and mitigation process controls. Their IECQ CAP certification was achieved in accordance with the SAE AS6081 standards. When you need to find high-quality, obsolete, or hard-to-find components, you want Secure Components on your team. To learn more about what Secure Components can do for you, visit their website at www.securecomponents.com. As I mentioned already, my guest today is Dr. Joanne Emmel. Uh, Joanne is a, an associate Professor Emeritus at this time of the housing from the Department of Apparel, Housing, and Resource Management at Virginia Tech in Blacksburg, Virginia. She completed her BS and MS degrees at Iowa State University, holds a PhD from New Mexico State University. She taught classes at Virginia Tech, including two classes related to home technologies which includes appliance selection and use. Dr. Emil has been involved in standards activities, and that's actually where I know her from, but she's been involved in that since 2005. Currently, she's a member of the USNC IEC as a consumer representative. She is a member of the ANSI Consumer Interest Forum and serves on standards committees for the Canadian Standards Association, ASTM, and Underwriters Laboratories. Uh, Joanne, an impressive resume or an impressive biography, and I can't uh, thank you enough for joining me on the show today.
3: It's a pleasure to be here, Stan, and I hope I can share some information about consumers and their appliances.
2: That's an interesting topic, Joanne. Consumers are a mystery to all that uh, that serve in the retail industry. I'm sure. Uh, I'm sure the retail industry would love to hear more about them. So, um, appliances, Uh, appliances, and what they mean to us. I mean, we we actually all of us uh, use appliances in our homes. And they are, in my opinion, I'm a, I'm a guy that occasionally knows how to use a stove uh, or a dishwasher, but be that as it may, uh, perhaps you would uh, be so good as to start by helping our audience understand what it is that you did at the university.
3: Well, at Virginia Tech, I was part of the faculty, and Virginia Tech is one of the land-grant universities, so as a faculty member, you're involved in not only teaching, but also in research and outreach activities, and as you mentioned, in the teaching area, I taught mainly home technology courses and some other housing-related courses. The segment of our department I was in was called housing and basically it covered uh, all the topics that related to people and their housing and one of those being home technologies or home appliances and we had kind of a unique curriculum in that not many universities have a housing consumer and housing curriculum for students to take And within that curriculum, we had two basic options for the students. One was a housing option, and many of the students went into kitchen and bath design within that option, and then other housing-related types of careers. And the other option was uh, residential property management, and those students would go out and manage residential properties like apartment complexes, retirement facilities, etc. So in both cases, we're dealing with uh, people and their housing. And so the technologies courses helped all of those students better understand the technologies that would go into the housing units that they were either managing or helping design and therefore be a better help to the consumer who would be either using that Uh, residential space or living there.
2: So, with that in mind, um, I guess the first thing is that I've really never thought about a university course like that. So, is that unique only to Virginia Tech, or or are there other universities that do it?
3: Mm, It's fairly unique. Um, In the past, there used to be many universities that had such a, a course, but the number of universities offering it are dwindling, and we just felt it was an important course for our students to take because of the careers they were going into. So it's a fairly unique type of course to offer. So, with that
2: in mind, um, as as a student, am I learning how appliances? work, or the economies of appliances, or proper sizing, or is it all of the above, or am I learning what consumers think they want and why they think they want it?
3: All of the above, really, because we're trying to help the students understand um, how appliances work, because they need to have a basic understanding of appliances in order to help a consumer select one for their kitchen, for example, or if a consumer has a problem with an appliance in an apartment complex, in the kitchen of the apartment, uh, or in a facility, they need to understand what problem the consumer might be having in using that appliance. So we feel it's important for them to have a basic understanding of how they operate. Um, they also learn a little bit about uh, helping Consumers um, select those appliances so that they select the all oh, the the best option for the uh, consumer that they're purchasing for whatever you know type of consumer that might be, but also the safety aspects uh, what kinds of environmental issues might go with appliance use um, and Ergonomics: how certain appliances might be better for certain populations or certain age groups so that the appliance can be easy to use. So we cover a lot of different aspects of those technologies so that students have a, a working knowledge of uh, how those appliances work and how you might go about selecting them. And we've found that um, many kitchen designers, which many of our students would become, are expected by the consumer to know about the appliances and to help them select them. They want them to give them some suggestions and <laughs> give them some help because it is a big decision. And so they're they're called upon to help make that decision. And so the more knowledgeable they are about those appliances, the, the better they can be about helping a consumer make the right decision.
2: That that brings up many thoughts as you're speaking about this because I've recently as you know, I do a fair bit of traveling in my work and mm-hmm. one of the travels uh, one of the opportunities I actually have is visiting the manufacturers of appliances. The the Whirlpools, Westinghouses, Higher Corporations, Samsung LG, the list goes on. And as I visit them I I become aware of the fact that there are It's no longer one or two models. You you don't go buy a Model A or a Model T. You really have so many different options today in your appliances. And one of the recent things, and I don't know if the university gets into this yet, but in talking to some of the new manufacturers, they're talking about appliances that talk to you, that keep track of you, uh, basically, they've all got computers built into them or they're building computers into them to make them smart machines. Um, that's got to make it more difficult for the consumer and the designer, I guess, to decide what what is best.
3: And I th- we talk about those in our class and um, I've noticed in the marketplace going to various trade shows that you see some of those technologies being showcased, and then they kind of go by the wayside. And so I think the manufacturers <laughs> are still trying to figure out which ones consumers are willing to pay for, which ones they will actually use. And so that's, you know, kind of a fluid type of technology that you're seeing in appliances because um, consumers aren't really sure of, of those new technologies, and of course, then manufacturers don't know how to react to that.
2: And then it, obviously, in the comments you're making, it brings up things like the ergonomics and uh, the issues associated with disabilities. Uh, All of that plays a critical role in making those decisions for both designers and consumers, I would assume.
3: Oh, yes. And with our huge baby boom generation coming up, (laughs) um, a lot of... People are looking more seriously at those kinds of aspects of appliances. How easy are the doors to open? Do I have to bend down very much to get at what I need? And so consumers are becoming more aware of it because more consumers are needing more accessible and ergonomically designed appliances.
2: Uh, yeah, I, I actually have had that opportunity too. We we recently bought a new refrigerator and thought we were doing the right thing. We got a uh, the water system, the filtered water system inside, mm-hmm. and I now realize that in order to get a glass of water, you have to hold the refrigerator door open, and Correct. you have to bend down uh, halfway in order to see the glass becoming full.
3: Sure. And yeah. that is that is one reason why the freezers on the bottom have returned. We had bottom freezers many, many years ago. But they're coming back as being very popular because most people use the fresh food compartment most of the time. And that pushes that to a very more usable location. So there are a lot of aspects of appliances we're seeing the design uh, working around accessibility, and, and ease of use.
2: Yeah, it it, it it strikes me that maybe before buying this, uh, quite frankly, it was an expensive refrigerator. The, they're no longer inexpensive. Uh, probably should have invested in a class with you. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, we try to point all those things out.
2: Um obviously this is this is for folks working towards a degree, and I assume involved in all of that is the aspects of power consumption and uh, safety as far as the what the product is made out of.
3: Most definitely we uh, build in sustainability into many of our housing courses so that students come away. More aware of energy environmental water consumption issues, um, so that as they work out in the field and, and look at products they're more aware of of these kinds of issues that consumers are concerned about they they want energy efficient appliances water efficient appliances, as well as um, very environmentally friendly appliances. And so the, the students have a better understanding of what that includes once they go through our courses.
2: And uh, that's that's also very interesting. Uh, as I've shared with our audience in the past in past shows, I started my career out. My father was a contractor and my own career started out learning the plumbing trade. And I can remember back when two things. One a, a toilet was a toilet, and you bought a toilet, and um, there was really just a different brands, but it was one basic toilet. Then, as time went on, we started having two different styles of toilets. We had the round bowl and the elongated bowl. And then, uh, more recently, you're now to having at least a good half dozen, if not more, not counting color, uh, the low flow, the low water usage, the larger uh, outlets instead of a one inch or a two inch or a three inch there 's four inch i mean it's it 's gotten complicated
3: oh yeah, or maybe and,
2: maybe it's complex is the right word
3: well and in the appliance area, um, the new energy and water and environmental uh, standards that have been put into place have developed into a very different appliance than what consumers were used to in the past because appliances are required to use less energy, less water. uh, They operate a little differently, and so that conservation, even though it's very desirable and looked on favorably by the consumer, it does put an extra little twist into the appliance operation because it does cause them to operate a little differently than what they were used to in the past.
2: All right. Joanna, I'm going to ask you to uh, stay with me. Uh, We have to take a break for station identification, and we'll be right back with more discussion on uh, the topic of today, residential appliance selection and
3: use.
1: Did you know that hazardous substances and counterfeit material can be in everything we buy? From new clothing, cars, toys, power cords, and charging units to your garden hose and the drywall in your home. Did you know that many of these toxins or counterfeits have been found to cause infertility, birth defects, autism, obesity, and diabetes, which can be passed down from parents to children? It's nearly impossible to know the ingredients in these products. Yet Stan Salat Jr., author and creator of the not-for-profit HSF Mark Alliance and Counterfeit Avoidance Mark Alliance, believes that consumers have the right to know the type and amount of hazardous materials in the products we buy. Are you a retailer, a manufacturer, a manager, and a person who cares about the safety of the products you sell and buy? Protect your assets, your job, and your family now. Tell Stan that you want his help. Contact BQPM today. Visit our website at www.bqpm.com or call toll-free 877-415-0191, bqpm.com. Together, we are working for your safety.
0: Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's Voice America TRN.
4: Secure Components is your international certified supplier of obsolete and hard-to-find products. Specializing in counterfeit mitigation, Secure Components is a qualified supplier for the Department of Defense, Aerospace, Military, and Avionics Industries. If you're a business in need of hard-to-find or obsolete components, please contact us by visiting our website, securecomponents.com, or call us at 484-222-5195. Again, 484-222-5195.
1: Streaming live, the leader in Internet Talk Radio, Voice This is People to People working for your safety. If you have a question or comment about the program, please send an email to stan.salat.com at ecccorp.org again that's stan.salot s a l o t at ecccorp.org now back to people to people
2: welcome back to people to people working together for your safety i'm your host stan salot our show today is residential appliance selection and use my guest, Joanne Emmel, Dr. Emmel and I are discussing residential appliance selection and use and the importance of making those selections. Uh, Joanne's work at the Virginia Tech University, a bit unique in that they're educating the, the folks involved in uh, property management and design of uh I would assume it's more than residential, but uh, certainly residential buildings and how all that comes together. Welcome back, Joanne. Thank you. Um, As we were uh, leaving for station identification, we were talking about the many different selection opportunities we have today. And I was uh, commenting on in my early life, I was involved uh, learning how to do plumbing from my father, who was a contractor, and uh, you were commenting that uh, there are many selections or many options today, and the importance of those. I'm wondering what is important for manufacturers to understand about con- the consumer experience.
3: Well, first of all, the consumer. Well, there are two consumer experiences. One is the purchasing experience, and the use experience, and. As far as purchasing, I think consumers find buying an appliance a very confusing and difficult process. And so they're always trying to find information to help them in their decision. And some of what we teach our students, they can be helpful in helping them make that decision. Uh, We have done workshops for consumers and try to just point out to them uh, what are some of the main things they need to keep in mind and considerations as they go out shopping. So I think just trying to help them make the right decision makes them a happier consumer because manufacturers want consumers to be happy with their products, I'm sure. And if a consumer does not make a good decision, is not happy, they may not be as likely to purchase from that manufacturer again, or um, to to try to to buy a similar appliance in the future, so I think that consumer satisfaction is very, very important on the, the purchasing end of it.
2: I assume that uh, you don 't have to spend too much uh, time teaching your students uh, how to dial nine one one when the consumer has sticker shock.
3: <laughs> and that is an issue. I think, you know, a lot of, uh, consumers are, uh, taken back a little bit by the price because they're just not used to all the technology that goes into today's appliances and that all costs money and the materials. So consumers may want They want the best, but they may not want to pay for the best. Right. So it's, um, yeah, it makes it a more difficult decision because they need to find the right features for the price that they're willing to pay. And that that makes it a a more difficult process. Um, But they, we found that in talking with consumers that they're, they're very informed, or is as informed as they can be. They they check out uh, internet sites. They read what the independent testing uh, agencies do as far as comparing appliances. So they do a lot of research before they go out. And purchase that appliance. It's just that it's still so overwhelming, as you were saying, so many choices, and what's going to be the right choice? So it, it's it still makes it a very difficult decision for for the consumer.
2: And and I I have to admit that I've been there uh, in buying appliances uh, first, and I do have a technology background. I have an appliance background, for that matter. And even with all of that in today's uh, reality, again, it comes back to technologies. And there is so much built into our appliances now that we never had before. Yes. I mean, going back to what many probably don't even remember is the old ringer washer. Uh, to today's, uh, I've actually visited manufacturers that are talking about building waterless uh, clothes washers.
3: Yeah, I, I remember if, reading about one of those.
2: Yes, and it's hard to believe that you could actually accomplish that, but that's what's coming, uh, or at least they hope that's what's coming.
3: Yes, and as far as manufacturers understanding the consumer experience, how they use the appliance, there are a lot of um, issues there as well because consumers, as they go out shopping for appliances, they can't really test drive them like you can a car. You can't take them out and see how they work. So they're sort of buying something not completely sight unseen but um, unused. They're they're relying on other information as far as making that decision, so they really can't try it out. I think, too, a lot of times consumers uh, don't do their homework when they buy a new appliance, and I think manufacturers are well aware of this, that many consumers don't read the use and care. So they're expecting their new appliance many times to operate like their old one. So, you know, okay, I've had a clothes washer, I've had a range, I've had a refrigerator, I know how to operate that. And in reality, as you know, all that new technology has formed an appliance that works very differently than the old appliances. So sometimes they get into have problems or uh, little issues form because it is working a little differently than what the other one has. And it may even cause some dissatisfaction with the consumer because uh, the they use less water. They might take more time to do what they're supposed to do. And consumers don't understand sometimes why that's the case. Why do they use so much less water, why do they take so much longer? So consumers you know, need more education to understand these differences, and that would help manufacturers perhaps eliminate some of the problems or issues that consumers are having.
2: Yeah, I, I can honestly say that I'm, I'm in that category you're speaking of, because over the last five, eight years now, we have... My wife and I have actually purchased a refrigerator, which are not inexpensive anymore. And I got it home. We we plugged it in, and for the first few days, everything was wonderful. And then it was kind of like, oh shucks, we didn't think about this, and uh, my goodness, it it really doesn't do what the old one used to do in this way, and we can't quite get the food in the way we used to. And I mean, it it truly is like you say you can't test drive it you can't take it home and use it for a month and then take it back and, mm-hmm. and swap it out yes uh, that that's extremely uh, you know it's it's a change and like very everything much so. in life
3: yeah yes, very much so and I think consumers also expect their appliances to last as long as their previous ones. And I don't think they're finding that. You know, it used to be you'd buy a clothes washer and 20 years later, it would be still running. And and typically, I could say that uh, uh, many consumers don't buy new appliances until the other one is just not working any longer. Right. They don't go out to buy it to get a new color or to get a new fancy uh, appliance unless they're maybe remodeling their kitchen. But appliances, um, from what I understand, aren't designed to last as long as they used to. And so that's another maybe a little issue that consumers have as far as buying an expensive appliance and then it not performing as long as they would like it to
2: it's not quite as uh, often changed as your cell phone but it is certainly more often than than uh, my parents uh like you said 20 years the assumption was that a refrigerator a dishwasher a um a freezer a refrigerator they they were 20 year prod- products i mm-hmm. mean they just mm-hmm. if, if yeah you might be okay if it died at 17 years and you're right um, clearly, we don't replace things just because we want a new color anymore. Right,
3: uh, right. They
2: and they only get replaced when it stops working.
3: And the the new appliances do so much more than the old ones did. So there's there's more to go wrong, go wrong I guess. <laughs> so um, yeah, it's it's kind of a interesting situation that um, consumers are trying to deal with here.
2: So uh, another question for you, uh, as you know, the show is is really um, geared towards all the safety aspects and particularly the environmental aspects of safety and with, with appliances being something that are central to the home uh, and for that matter central to even businesses. I mean, we all use appliances in various ways. What are we doing about the safety the the hazardous substances the standards the uh, the recycling aspects do these get brought into the curriculum?
3: Oh most definitely we uh, talk especially in my technologies classes uh, we talk about um, environmental emissions from appliances for example uh, the backdrafting, uh, negative pressure issues that can form if you have too too much ventilation for the, the tight homes we have today, the emissions that come from gas appliances. So that's very definitely something we want our students to come away with. And uh, I think consumers in general, as they buy appliances, at least in the – the contact that we've had with our workshops and consumers, they they don't really bring it up. Are these appliances safe? I think they sort of assume and expect appliances to be safe, and so it's a kind of a, an underlying uh, important issue for consumers, especially. If the appliance is going to have small children around or an elderly individual using them, but it's it's something that I think consumers are uh, just expecting in their appliances. They they just sort of feel like the manufacturers should be doing this, mm-hmm. and it's they, I know it's a, a big consideration, but it's not one that's. Verbalized as much as some of the other features of the appliances
2: as I recall, the only clear or transparent um, information provided obviously there are specifications that talk about the the functionality, the amount of electricity the the wattage, uh, so on and so forth from a mm-hmm. technical standpoint but other than that, uh, it's my my recollection is Energy Star or power consumption is the only truly transparent. Uh, s- uh, it's not really safety; it's environmental. I guess be considered environmental information that that uh, manufacturers provide.
3: Once in a while, in the specification sheet, you might see uh, one of the standards marks, like the UL or the Canadian Standards Association mark within the brochure. But um, I think consumers, you know, look at that, but they really don't think what that means. They don't realize that those marks mean that there are a lot of standards in place to make those products safe to use. So even though those marks are there and people are used to seeing them, how much they really understand what those marks mean is is really unsure.
2: But it is part of the curriculum as far as the students, um, and I'm making an assumption, I guess I'm really asking, this This is part of what the students become aware of. Most uh, is definitely. That, okay.
3: And, and we I also know. talk about counterfeiting um, so that they, they are aware of some of the products out there aren't aren't tested, that they um, may not be safe to use. And so that's, yes, very definitely a part of what we teach. And
2: on that particular note, the counterfeiting piece, um, it's come to my understanding, it's come to my attention, I guess, that smaller appliances tend to be the the larger issue with that. Our large appliances like refrigerators and washers and dryers and that don't generally have as much of a counterfeiting problem as um, no, for, no, say no, I don't the think so. toys toasters and uh, small appliances.
3: And I think with large appliances, major appliances, consumers are more apt to look for a brand that they're familiar with. they they want to be assured that this is a a brand that has been around a while and that they they know something about Whereas small portables, you know, they may see a brand they've never heard of, but it's, you know, just a small little appliance. And so they don't right. feel like maybe it's quite as important to, to be familiar with the brand because there are so many of them out there. And I, to me, they don't feel like the, the brand issues as a critical thing with the small appliances as it would be with the major appliances. So they're more it's, likely to buy something that could be a counterfeit because it's just, you know, some different brand that's out there that they don't don't really know right. about.
2: Something for, for nine or ten dollars or fifteen dollars versus uh nineteen hundred or twenty five hundred dollars. Correct. We need to we need to take a quick break. Um, we're gonna come back uh We need to uh, let the station identify itself, make sure our uh, sponsors are recognized. And Joanne, if you'll stay with me, we'll be back in just a minute.
1: Secure Components
4: is your international certified supplier of obsolete and hard-to-find products. Specializing in counterfeit mitigation, Secure Components is a qualified supplier for the Department of Defense, Aerospace, Military, and Avionics Industries. If you're a business in need of hard-to-find or obsolete components, please contact us by visiting our website, securecomponents.com, or call us at 484-222-5195. Again, 484 222
1: Did you know that hazardous substances and counterfeit material can be in everything we buy? From new clothing, cars, toys, power cords and charging units to your garden hose and the drywall in your home. Did you know that many of these toxins or counterfeits have been found to cause infertility, birth defects, autism, obesity, and diabetes, which can be passed down from parents to children? It's nearly impossible to know the ingredients in these products, yet Stan Salat Jr., author and creator of the not-for-profit HSF Mark Alliance and Counterfeit Avoidance Mark Alliance, believes that consumers have the right to know the type and amount of hazardous materials in the products we buy. Are you a retailer, a manufacturer, a manager, and a person who cares about the safety of the products you sell and buy? Protect your assets, your job, and your family now. Tell Stan that you want his help. Contact BQPM today. Visit our website at www.bqpm.com or call toll-free 877-415-0191. BQPM.com. Together, we are working for your safety. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. This is People to People, working for your safety. If you have a question or comment about the program, please send an email to stan.salat at ecccorp.org. Again, that's stan.salat. S-A-L-O-T at ECCCorp.org. Now, back to People to People.
2: Welcome back to People to People, working together for your safety. I'm your host, Stan Salat. Our show today, residential appliance selection and use. My guest, Dr. Joanne Emmel, and I have been discussing residential appliances, their selection, use by consumers, and the the folks that uh, attend the Virginia Tech University that take classes on this. I want to acknowledge our show is made possible today by our sponsors, Business and Quality Process Management, LLC, and Secure Components. Business and Quality Process Management LLC provides business process and quality management consulting, training, and software tools. The principles of BQPM led the development and implementation of the International Hazardous Substance Process Management Certification Program used by more than 4,500 manufacturers to demonstrate compliance to the European Union's restriction of hazardous substance laws and the International Counterfeit Avoidance Certification Program. To learn more about the work that BQPM does and how they can help your company, visit their website at www.bqpm.com. Secure Components LLC is an independent distributor specializing in obsolete and hard-to-find components. Secure Components is the first company in the world to achieve international certification for their counterfeit detection and mitigation process controls. Their IECQ CAP certification was achieved in accordance with the SAE AS6081 international standards. When you need to find high-quality, obsolete, or hard-to-find components, you want secure components on your team. To learn more about what Secure Components can do for you, visit their website at www.securecomponents.com. Um, I want to thank Joanne Emmel, Dr. Emil, again, uh, for participating in today's show. And before we let her go, I'd like to chat just a little bit, Joanne, about um, the activities, you're, in your biography, I noted that you are involved with the standards development, and uh, that obviously is very important to almost everything we've been talking about. So if you don't mind uh, taking a, a few minutes here and kind of help our audience understand, uh, you know, what what is the standards development activity and how is that important to uh, what happens in the appliance world?
3: Well, as a, a consumer representative on the standards committees, I take the the eye of the consumer to the standard that's being either revised or developed, and I got into this uh, standards work sort of, I don't know, by, by accident, but I was recommended to serve on a committee because of my work with home technologies and my knowledge of appliances, and from that first invitation to serve on a committee i've been um, invited to serve on many many more and
2: no, we 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 say we've got you sucked in <laughs>
3: <laughs> but i'm finding it just a fascinating um, adventure because i'm realizing how important the consumer perspective is in the standards development because it it the standards uh, that are being put in place, especially for household products, need sort of the eye of the consumer to make sure that they have thought of how consumers might use that product or how consumers might view that product. And so that's sort of my role is to take the consumer view as those discussions are taking place and as new New standards are developed or revised, and so it's it's become um, an, an interesting aspect of my professional life is is being involved in shaping some of those standards.
2: And you're doing that both nationally, um, and I happen to be aware of this because I attend some of the same meetings you do. Uh, but you're also doing that internationally.
3: Yes I'm on the USNC that I see that that you're involved with that I, that I know you from most uh, mostly and then I work a lot with the Canadian Standards Association as well as UL and um, other US standards groups. So yes, uh, the the international aspect of it is becoming more and more important because many of our products are very global and so the standards that um, are part of many of the consumer products need to be uh, a a global standard because our products are sold all over the, the globe right now.
2: Yes. And in what happens um, in this case, what happens in one country does in fact trans- transition or uh, relate to what happens in other countries uh, today. And consequently, it's, it's very important. Uh, I know from our work together in the USNC, you know, the IEC, the International Electrotechnical Commission, uh, it's very important that we look at this from a global perspective, uh, in part because it helps bring down the cost if you're able to do the same thing worldwide as opposed to doing unique things in certain places.
3: Yes, and I think the consumer benefits greatly from that because it does standardize many products so that they operate more in a more similar manner. And so it it, it does benefit the consumer.
2: I do find, uh, and I travel a fair bit, and I do find uh, that when I go into places, particularly laundromats, I've learned how to do that in foreign countries. And (laughs) knowing the buttons uh, by the use of uh, icons is tremendously helpful. Yes. And having them work very similar. Uh, does does make my life a lot easier. Well, uh, Joanne, I I really want to thank you for uh, joining me today on the show. I trust and hope that our audience has um, learned from our discussions. I assume that if they would like more information, they can uh, look at or get in touch with the uh, the Virginia Tech University.
3: Yes, yes, most definitely. Uh-huh. And uh, thank you for inviting me. And I've in, enjoyed our conversation. And um, I hope that, that your listeners have uh, learned a little bit more about consumers and appliances.
2: What would be the the gold nugget, if you will, and put you on the spot here just a little Uh-oh. bit from, from a consumer point of view, with all your experience? What would you advise me um, to be most uh, vigilant? Uh, when I'm out looking at at choosing appliances?
3: I would say think of your own needs. Think of how you use appliances, what's important to you, and use that as your guide. Sometimes consumers see these flashy new technologies or gizmos and think, oh, that would be fun to have. But in the long run, many times they never use them. So, um, think of their own needs, their own abilities, what's easy for them to use and that's going to make a more satisfactory purchase in the long run.
2: Well, <laughs> I wish I wish I had had this conversation with you about uh, 18 months ago. <laughs> I certainly could have taken a better approach to my refrigerator.
3: <laughs> next um, the, the next purchase
2: the next purchase, yes, and I'm sure it won't be 20 years. Although I'm getting good use out of my unit now, uh, it's got a lot of technology in it, so I suspect it, it will not be a 20-year use product. So most
3: likely, most likely.
2: Okay. Well, I, again, I want to thank you. Um, and uh, in, uh, as we move towards uh, closing our, our show today, I want to remind folks of our sponsors, Business and Quality Process Management and Secure Components. Also, uh, want to uh, share again that People to People, Working Together for Your Safety is a show that's meant to bring us together to share knowledge and create a safer environment for us all. We work to help uh, the listening audience understand the importance of what they're buying being hazardous substance-free trying to ensure that uh, the audience understands that there are a lot of chemicals used in products today. There are a lot of good manufacturers in the world today that are making these products in a hazardous substance-free or safe way. Uh, reduced lead, and cadmium, hexylvania chromate, uh, the PBDs and PBDEs, which are the flame retardants and the phthalates. These are all things that have been proven to cause uh, things like autism, the uh, illnesses of autism. They've been proven to uh, contribute to cancer. They've been proven to uh, have impacts on human and animal life in various ways. So the more we can do to educate uh, the population of the world, Uh, just overall, and to help manufacturers move towards the development and production of safer products. That's really what we're all about. I invite uh, invite you to send emails or your questions, anything that uh, you would like to hear on the show specifically, or things that you feel are um, working or not working with the show improvements that we can make. You can use my website. Uh, you can send emails uh, to me directly at stan at stansalot.com. Uh, the website is Uh Send your questions there. If you have questions for Joanne, myself, or any of our prior guests, by all means, Uh, please let us know so that we can address them as we go forward. The show is brought to you every week on Tuesdays. It's also uh, um, rebroadcast on another channel on uh, Voice America, the Business Channel. It is uh, there on Saturdays, so you can also listen to it there. It is podcasted, so it's 24-7 off the internet. Uh, channel there. I want to recognize our supporting staff that make this show possible. From Voice America, we have Brandy Jackson, who is the general manager, a tremendous person. She has helped me tremendously learn how to do these shows, and I really appreciate all that uh, Voice America does for us. Robert Cellino, uh, the executive producer. Randy Jackman, our production manager. Jeffrey Gilst, the director of host services. Brooke Eide, marketing and social media. Our show reaches out to a little over 6.5 million people uh, on a regular basis. And our listening audience, uh, the opt-in list, if you will, is uh, somewhere in the seventeen to 1800 range. I also want to uh, acknowledge Yulia Koch, from Coach Branding and People to People Production Manager. She's the person uh, most of my guests learn to really appreciate because she keeps me on track and helps me make sure that, uh, that we're doing the things we should be doing. I want to thank you for tuning in to People to People, working together for your safety. Remember, change only happens when people come together and work together. Your help in the fight against the effects of hazardous substances and counterfeiting of consumer products could save a life. Until next week, I'm your host, Stan Slott, wishing you a safe and healthy life. Thank you for listening.
1: Please join host Stan Salat Jr. for next week's edition of People to People, Working for Your Safety. We'll have another show next Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a safe, toxic, and counterfeit-free week.